That's the metronome that I thought it turned off. You ready? Are we just speaking on beat? Yeah. Speak on beat. Speak on beat. Speak on beat. Speak on beat. All right, we're not doing that. All right, this All right. is the Blur Lines Podcast. My name is Braven the Grown Up Kid, a.k.a. Mr. Fifth Wheel, a.k.a. New nickname for myself. The uh, Console King. It's crappy. It's awful. I'm not good at nicknames either, so. No, I mean, I'm, I, I know that I was thinking about this like two or three days ago. I was like, it's actually really, really good that I'm like the console guy. Because I'm like, yo, like I just set up my PS3. So it's kind of cool that like I'm the console guy and that you're the CPU master race guy. I think that really, really works out well. I mean, there's... It's kind of they kind of can't be compared, but I do like PCs Here's a lot the, more than consoles. You know what the funny thing is? Like you talk to any person who like really knows about gaming, there's no question that t- that PCs are better than consoles. Oh, Everyone yeah, knows. Yeah. So like, stop telling us. Yeah, definitely. That being said, I'm probably still gonna get a console when the Xbox. I don't see why. Or PlayStation Five, I think, comes out. I don't see why you would. I really don't. Because I have a PlayStation Four, and I keep that. That's where. I mean, I can't travel with a desktop. So if I'm traveling, it goes on PlayStation, makes sense. I guess. So why wouldn't you get the all-digital version? The all-digital version? Yeah, I mean, for Series X, I know that they're coming out with the all-digital one, which is... Um, anyway, so, yeah, so this is, like I said, Blur Lines Podcast. Everything should be going swimmingly now with GarageBand. My name is Braven, the grown-up kid, a.k.a. Mr. Console Wars, a.k.a. I bought an Xbox because my brother bought me an Xbox, and then, like, two years later, he's like, Xbox sucks, you should have gotten a PS4, and I'm like... Yeah, I've always been a fan of PlayStation. But you bought me an Xbox, that's what, like, for Christmas. Okay, I think at the time it was, like, a group effort, and I think Valor liked, um, like, the, uh, playing online on Xbox. Playing online is better on Xbox. It definitely is. That being said, I haven't really given PlayStation a chance, because I don't want to play pay for multiple ways to play online. Well, and that's the thing about Xbox, is why it's so much better, is, like... Xbox has, for me personally, Xbox blows PlayStation out of the water because the games that I'm playing on Xbox are not, um, like, I don't care that they're, that they're not exclusive. Matter of fact, the only exclusive game I care about is on Xbox. You can't play Forza on, play, on PlayStation. Oh, yeah. No. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I don't really. So, like, would I feel different if I had Spider-Man? Maybe. But, like, when I did play it, it was like, yeah, that's cool. Spider-Man's fun. I do like it. I just haven't gotten a, I haven't gotten a chance. Actually, I can now, but I haven't gotten a chance to actually play it in a while. It didn't stick with me. That's all. It just like it was fun, but like, the combat felt Batman, which is yeah, fine. that's great. But I played all the Batman's, and that that should be a good thing, right? If the console I'm felt one like of those one of the guys best... who wants something different. At some point, for I... example, for example, you know how much I love Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yeah. I love that skates nothing like it. Okay, I get that. Um, I don't really know how much different, how much you can make fighting different without making it just a fighting game. So, like, there's probably something you can do. Well, I'm trying to figure it out because most of the games that we play that have action are shooters. In one sense or another, like when you get down to it, it's like either. Like, like Grand Theft Auto, Mafia, Cyberpunk is going to be, you know, basically a shooter. Um, there's not gonna, The combat isn't the main focus, and I kind of wonder if that's going to change. Because besides that, what do you have? Devil May Cry, um, I guess Red Dead, but that was even a shooter. So you're saying if guns in it at all, or if guns are I just feel like we point of the game. Yeah, I just feel like we've played so many games with guns that nobody really knows how to do hand-to-hand combat. Actually, Sleeping Dogs. Sleeping Dogs had the best hand-to-hand combat. That that was that was just as animation based as like all the other games. I'm not saying animation based. I don't really care. I, and actually, Me neither. I don't. I don't care about if it's animation. their animations look fantastic. That's why it worked. I'm just, but you had like three or four different fighting styles that you could learn. And I think that's that would be a cool way to do it because I need to play Dogs. it's really fucking good. I, I actually do need. It's to play really that. really good, and um, so yeah, I would highly 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 recommend you play that. But I think that's the main thing about Spider Man is that like I think everybody just copied Assassin's Creed's homework, 
Like, but it happens with every great franchise, though. Like, you look at, like, Call of Duty, and I'd even say Halo. Like, Halo, everyone copied Halo's style for the next, like, what? 20 years, almost? The control scheme hasn't changed that much. Now, here's your question, though. Is it because the control scheme is perfect or because people don't see any way to improve it? I think it's more that people don't see any way to improve it. Because what I would really, really like to see, and I think you kind of see the same thing with... um with sports games too like it's pretty much accepted that like square or circle is to shoot you know for a while it was circle was you know a dribble move and square was to shoot and then on the flip side um nba live had it the other way where circle was the dribble move and or square was the dribble move and circle was to shoot but for the most part most sports games you play have a pretty well agreed upon structure of like yeah, x's pass and almost everything you play or throw or whatever it is like X that you do that with X, so yeah. it's kind of like okay, well, what what more can we do? I uh, I don't think video game controls should be messed with that much because a lot of the time they're used as almost and for certain games they can use them as almost like a as an element of the story. How so? Uh, I've seen uh, I think the game was Celeste. You certain like button. Basically, when you can have the reasons of a button being this, actually, I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to like place, but when a game can make the certain the reasons like okay, Red Dead had a super huge amount of commands and buttons compared to the first one. Yeah, so the first one was a lot simpler, and yeah, the yeah. reason it had so many buttons is because there's so many things that you they expanded on. There's things like you have more you can kick. I think you can carry, like, a lot more guns. Well, I, that's kind of my issue with oh. Red Dead. One of my issues with Red Dead is that they expanded on everything except what I wanted them to expand on. Which was? Um, I know it sounds silly, but the, clo- but the clothing system. And the reason why is because if you're going to have this fully customizable character... Okay, so imagine this. Do you remember that scene when you first go into Saint Denis? Yep. And they call you a cowboy? Yep. I was dressed as a Peaky Blinder when I started that scene. Imagine if you are dressed as a Peaky Blinder when you do that scene, and instead of being like, Hey, mister, you're not from around here, are you, cowboy? It's like, i never seen you here before, mister, but you look important. Okay, um... I, you know what I, I mean? I, like, I, I get it. I, I totally get what you mean, but, it's, uh, but I also think that... They, I think the clothes is it would just add for, for the reason I think they didn't implement any of that. I think it added too much. Yeah, work, me too. I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's probably why. Like you couldn't add the uh, because I. They were they wanted to do the clothes. You can tell they wanted to. There's a lot them, that there's but, a lot that seems like Rockstar wanted to do this, and this is the one I keep going back to. There's whenever you go into a saloon, there's always a prostitute there. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, definitely. And. In the first one, John Marston's like, well, I'm a married man. You know, whatever. Jack Marston goes, my mama raised me better. And I was like, okay, that seems kind of weird for Jack, who was like 13 when his parents were murdered. But, all right, fine, whatever. Whatever, cool. Wait, didn't he bury his mom? He buried his mom, yeah. So his mom wasn't, I mean, his dad was murdered, but his mom. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, But, it like, okay, fine. Because she was a prostitute. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. But um, it's like one of those things. I was like, okay, fine, like whatever. Because my thing is like, set the rules for me, and I, at least we can roll with them. So okay, fine. But when you play Red Dead Redemption One, they have the option for you to talk to the prostitutes, but it's like decline or what's the other one? Oh, you're talking about the second one? The yeah, there's yeah. two options. So you can either and it's like decline, decline or accept, really. No, there's no accept though. It says, like, decline or refuse or something like that. And I was like, well, you didn't even need to put this in the game. Well, because you can't... I know that the only times it really matters is when you're taking a bath, and you can invite them in, but there's really nothing. You can talk to them, and there's really no point of doing it. Yeah, I, I mean, what would have been cool is, like, you get to find out certain things about the town that yeah, you're in. Yeah, that would be cool. That would have been cool. Um, I feel like we're going to see more of that kind of stuff in the future, though, because... I, I was, I've been telling you all week, my, the perfect game to me, which I'm not even sure is even possible, to be honest. 
But imagine being just like kind of you, you start in this world and when you start, they kind of just like, as you talk to people, the same way that you do in Red Dead, when you get the information about like the homes and the, and the side businesses, imagine if that's how the entire game story opened up to you. Okay. That would, I, it'd be yeah, huge. That, that would be, be, that'd be so be interesting. It would be huge. Um, I like having, I like to a certain point, uh, to a certain point, I like having like a main, main story. I think that that's great for side quests, but at some point you need to, if they just, for me at least, I would like some sort of guidance. That's for me, I think it would depend on what we're doing. Are we doing Uncharted? No. Then cool. Let's, let's do Uncharted. And that's kind of the interesting, like, um, Catch-22 that I see Rockstar in. You have Grand Theft Auto, which is not as open of a world, and I don't want to explore as much, but it has the history of being really, really goofy and silly and fun. And so it keeps up being goofy and silly and fun. And, like, so so they have all these, like, crazy Easter eggs out in the middle of nowhere, and they bring you all over the map, when, honestly, it would make way more sense flipped to where, like, Grand Theft Auto is the serious story-driven game that's laser-focused in this one city. And Red Dead Redemption is this, like, exploratory... I would kind of want to see it reversed, actually. That's I, what I we're getting. Red Dead would... I think Red Dead should be the super, the one that's super... Red Dead is the hyper... So, yeah. That, and that's what I'm saying, is, like, I feel like the game that I want to explore, this huge wilderness that you made... That should be the game that, like, story doesn't matter as much. But think about it this way. Like, you're exploring, of the Wild. You're exploring an area with nothing. The whole point is that there's no, like, it's the middle of nowhere, basically. Where? The entire, all of not the, the whole Wild map. West, basically. No, not the whole map. The, the, if you're doing a cowboy game, the whole, kind of the whole point is that it takes days to ride from place to place. And so that's, I was telling my buddy the other day, that's one of my big, well, I was telling Richie, that's my biggest issue with Red Dead is that, like, in Grand Theft Auto, you have a car or a bike or a helicopter or whatever to get you to the map. It's like, okay, cool. So you finish this mission here? All right, cool. We're going to pop up and we got this mission over here. Whereas in Red Dead, since you have a, there's a horse and there's no music. So you're just sitting there pressing A for like 10, 20 minutes. I mean, if you go cinematic, there's music. If you go cinematic, and but you, you still have, have to steer. A. Yeah, you do. No, you don't have to steer. That you don't have oh, to see. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, because I tried going cinematic and not. I thought you. You can you can steer, but it messes everything up if you do. Okay. Yeah. So there. I, okay. I, that makes sense. I I like Red Dead being the kind of rigid story game that it is, and I think GTA should have a lot less of a story because I think it's I think exploring. That's how it is. Could be more. Yeah. Well, but the thing is, there's like especially now because I've been playing it for so long. There's not that much more to find in the city, and there's way less. To, and that, that um, makes, there's way less to find in a city, than there is to find in a giant. Bro, this is another thing I was showing Dad. I think, San Denis is meant to be New Orleans, right? Pretty obviously. Yep. Ansburg, it, a lot of people think that that's like, um, like Virginia, like because Roanoke Ridge is Roanoke was a place in Virginia. The Grizzlies are meant to be the Rockies. And New Austin is Texas. So you're telling me that I'm riding my horse from the Rocky Mountains going all the way to... Actually, Ansburg makes more sense to be like Tennessee. Going all the way to Tennessee. And then seeing a boss who goes, Hey, meet me in New Orleans tomorrow. What? I mean, technically, you don't have the to like, be straight to it. And that's another thing that gets me about Red Dead is, like, there should be consequences for that. For being late? Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I think that's cool. We've seen that in games before. There were consequences for, like, like okay, well, you messed around too long doing this, so we just had to start without you. Like, that would actually be interesting, too. Where, you remember the mission where you, spoiler alert for a, what, three-year-old game? Yeah. So, you remember the mission where you killed Leviticus Cornwall? Yep. What if... The re- that only triggered because you got there too late. And that's why he shot Leviticus Cornwall. But if you made it there when he wanted you to make it there, you could talk this whole thing down. 
I think that you're now building. You're pretty much now building cyberpunk. Well, what cyberpunk might be, but it, because I think at some point this game was to show you that you're not the smooth talking. But guy. we've you're seen not that with Han Solo. Ex. You're just a cowboy. Right, and that's fine. But we've seen that with, with Deus Ex, where Deus Ex, if you did something oh, too true. late, then you have the consequences for it. Or maybe it's to, if or you made you kill someone to store yeah, exactly, yeah, uh, yeah, okay. So I, it it kind of bothers me that Rockstar doesn't do that, especially since they flirted with it in Grand Theft Auto. In Grand Theft Auto, you could kill Michael or Trevor at the end. Spoiler alert for like a five year old game: you could kill Michael or Trevor at the end, and everything was closed, and there's no way to get them back. You had to restart that mission. So we've seen them do it before. Why not for the game that's like this hyper? Talking about Red Dead, sorry. The uh, Actually, you know what? Let me do this really quick. Um, yeah, I'm just going to turn something off right here. It should go through. All right, cool. And we will save. But, I mean, that's kind of what I... I'm. And honestly, I think that version of Red Dead... That version of storytelling, I think, would be more... So, if you had to describe your... Like game, regardless of if if it's technically possible and anything like that. If you had your your dream game, your dream game would be like you're just another person, but all your actions do matter on a grand scale. Because that basically, these games you're talking about are very. You're you're just supposed to be another guy in a group, but what you're for describing Red Dead, is I would like have, huge. For Red Dead, I would have made it a little bit different. I would have focused more on the gang aspect. Which, again, we saw them do that with Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto, you had three people that were that you could switch between characters. Now, do you have to go switching between characters? Eh, maybe, maybe not. That, to me, is kind of a moot point. It, that doesn't really necessarily... That doesn't jump out to me as like, oh, man, this game would have been so much better if you could switch your characters. Like, I don't really care about it. Switching characters is interesting as long as every character is completely different. Right. So that's what that Watch Dogs, Watch Dogs Legion. The only problem I have with it so far is that it might it doesn't look completely. Um. It it looks like at times it might get generic, which I'm like. Oh, it's honestly, gonna get generic. I'm like, honestly, I'm like, it's not a huge deal for me. I'm still gonna play the game probably, but it. Basically, at some point, the game has to, like, you got to kind of slow gonna be down generic. how it I mean, the, the, I mean, here's the thing. It's going to be cyberpunk. There's going to be parts of it that don't live up to the hype. Um, Watch Dogs is, it's a great idea, by the way. I love it. But Watch Dogs is idea of, you know. Every character of, being every, playable. Yeah, every character in the world being playable. It's going to fall apart in places. I, it's pro- what, I, what I imagine is probably repeating names. I say either that or the or the story is not going to be that great, so they could focus on making sure none of the rest happens. Yeah, and again, I'm not. I don't really have a problem with that as long as they're they keep me replaying the game. Is that's my that's the only goal really. Well, and I think it was you who told me, but apparently those characters aren't really characters; they're more like loadouts. Yeah, so far I did watch a couple of videos on them playing it, and it that's kind of what it looks like. But being a procedurally generated loadout with unique names and voices is kind of interesting. Yeah, so I'm, it's again not a problem, but it's just it's different than I expected, I guess. Well, and I think that's one thing that Ubisoft does really well that I would like to see out of Rockstar more, like Assassin's Creed, Watch Dogs, Far Cry. They don't feel the same. Yeah, they have very distinct identities. But they could easily fit in the same universe. Like Assassin's yeah, Creed is uh, obviously... And they, all, and they do, actually. But I'm hoping that's true. They haven't said anything to disprove it, and they said, haven't said anything to yeah. prove it, but there's been a lot of crossover. So I Mostly, think... Mostly, yeah, that first Watch Dogs. That, that was kind of like their golden era. Like, that Far Cry 3, Watch Dogs, and um, Watch Dogs. Assassin's Creed 4. That's like... I don't know, like, just those three games on their own, like, their sales were crazy. Like, people really thought that Ubisoft was going to challenge EA. <laughs> uh, Legion is definitely, the Watch Dogs Legion is definitely going to have a lot of crossover in between games. You're promising the you entire gonna... city of London is playable? 
but you're not going to cross over any you think you, that no Easter eggs, I guess. We're going to see that kind of thing with Far Cry 6, Assassin's Creed Legion, or Assassin's Creed Valhalla and, Le- and Lost Ark's Legion. I don't think Assassin's Creed because, you know, maybe when you leave the actual, uh, I think it's called the Animus. No, but like, how oh, that was like, that was like a triple decker. Like, um, that, can you imagine, like, imagine that, imagine the year before and someone's like, listen, Ubisoft in the next couple years is going to come out with Assassin's Creed. That, that you're a pirate. They're going to come out with a, you know, near future Grand Theft Auto uh, type game. And they're going to come out with one of the, you know, one of the best shooters of all time. And they're all going to be connected, but not like explicitly. They're just going to have little story details. Yeah. The Watch Dogs had a story detail. I'm pretty sure the other, uh, and it had a couple like clothing items yeah. you could wear. But yeah. Well, Watch Dogs had. Um, and Ubisoft shows up in Watch Dogs. I forgot about that. The actual yeah, studio is in... Oh, shows up in Watch Dogs. Yeah, they both are. Yeah, so... So, that's the part that kind of confused me. It's like, how can Ubisoft exist? If... But, that's besides the point, I guess. But, I mean, it's... This whole... I'm excited for all these games, but, like, don't... I'm not... Here's the thing, and this is why I keep getting on you about... I'm excited for all these games, but I'm not delusional. Like, Cyberpunk 27 is not going to be, like, this messiah of a game. It's going to be really, really good. Did you see that and they said that they're trying to make it a genre-defined game? It will be. That's kind of a lot of hype. No. You he, can't have a mediocre game be genre-defining. No, do you know why it's going to be genre-defining? Because nobody really messes with sci-fi like this. All I, 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 it's okay. like Grand Theft Auto 3. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. But at the same time, you're promising a lot. A genre-defining game... Is a lot to promise. But that's what I'm saying is that, like, if the genre doesn't even exist, then it's not really too hard to define it. The sci fi genre definitely exists. Not, we've never seen a cyberpunk game. Not to I this will scale. Say, I will say, I can't think of many, but there's definitely, I'm, I can almost Oh, yeah, I'm playing Blade Runner on my computer right now. There, I, I think there's games that fit the, um, the, categories i guess but i haven't i don't remember very many of them and definitely i don't i think cyber uh, cyber cyberpunk is a very hard thing to make a game about because it's like making a steampunk game yeah and yeah i'm not done with that actually yeah there's got to be a steampunk game out there again not to this scale i feel because i feel like cyberpunk is a character in this game i feel like the genre of cyberpunk might as well be a character yeah yeah i think so and that we've seen other games that have steampunk in them, but I don't think we've ever seen like a steampunk game. I like I said, can't think of any, but I think that they aren't. They're definitely not creating a new genre. They no, no, are, no, no. So no. they're but not gonna. This be... is what defining means. I feel it, it, like this is gonna be game of the year. What, whether oh, yeah. it's good or that, not, it's gonna be game of the year because it doesn't have a huge um, competition. There's no really. competition. Even if it's mediocre, it's winning game of the year. Yeah. I think the only real competition is pretty much Watch Dogs. This game, to me, is going to be either God of War or it's going to be Grand Theft Auto V. Here's what I mean by that. God of War, from what I understand, I I don't have a PS5, so I, I haven't played it. But God of War is a great game to play once. And Grand Theft Auto, people are still playing it five years later. I feel like Cyberpunk is either going to be a great story that you only want to do once or twice, like a really, really good movie, or it's going to be something that people keep going back to. Uh, to me, I hope, like, you may not have used the correct games for me, because I don't like GTA and uh, God of War. Haven't, How I many haven't people do you know that played. went back and revisited the story for Red Dead Redemption? A lot. The story. People have... Yeah. Not the exploration, the actual story mode. If you go on Reddit, people are all the time saying how they're on their sixth playthrough. Yeah, people go through that game a lot. I've never heard anyone say that they played it more than once. So I've heard... I've seen a couple twice. People... They're, yeah, definitely people are people play again and again. I can't say it's bigger... The community's bigger than GTA. I don't think it is. But, but GTA, like, we all only played that once unless we all bought, like... I bought that game for PS3 and Xbox One. So, 
Yeah, I played. That's the only reason I played it twice. So yeah, that makes sense. That that. But I will say the a lot of games that we take for that we take for granted are a, a very. Uh, um, they usually have a lot of replay when value for at least you, one. When group. was the last time you played a, a story mode twice? Without like because, without it being because like you lost it or something like that. I. I, I don't think I've ever played Me any neither. story game quite. And that's what one of the things I'm excited about Cyberpunk about is because if this is true and if each genre, gender and each sex and each life path has a different background that influences the way that you actually move through the story. Yeah, I might want to try that a couple times. I will say, I, I've told you this before. I was like, I don't play video games that often though. Well, and I feel like because I, I I'll watch TV this. shows more than once. I don't really do that either. But, like, I feel... Here's the deal as far as, like, this goes is, like... Have you played a Telltale game? Yeah. Have you played it more than once? No. This is what I'm wondering. Is Cyberpunk 2077 going to fall into the trap of Telltale where you are in the shoes of one character and so you do everything that you think that one character would do? Or is it because you get a chance to create your own character... Is it going to really, really have a chance to really explore? That is a, that's a good question. Because as much as we create our own characters and stuff, when was the last time at like a major first person or um, uh, one player story game had the feature for you to create your own character? That's, it's, to this extent, it's been a while. Not Grand Theft Auto. There's, there has. Not I don't think Red there, Dead actually don't think there has been anything to this extent. Maybe like a Dragon Age or a Fable. I haven't seen a game with character customization. No, not even customization. Just like backstory. you don't play as Arthur Morgan or Edward Kenway or you play as you. Yeah, you play as whoever you create. I haven't seen a game that does that in a really long time. I do think it's partially because they're going back to the des- uh, to the tabletop games. They're going back to D and D's. And I think they're trying. They're trying to make every character have a different story, and that's obviously going to be very hard to do. Well, have you heard what they're doing as far as the as far as the um, what's it called as far as the facial customization goes? No, you can't do those like crazy faces you can do in other games, like uh, Fallout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not only do. Oh, I guess Fallout's one of those games that lets you create your own character. But even then, the story is not really affected by who you it's create. Not. So it's it's just pretty much what skin what what like characteristics do you want the guy to have? Well, because that's been one of the most interesting things to, in Fallout to me is that like in theory, a black guy in a post nuclear war time where the fifties are still alive should be terrified of everyone. Yeah, and also they're in the fifties. I thought only rich people got into these um, It depends. Vaults. It depends. Or their horrific social experiments. Right, yeah, that's the other one. But, basically, that should just mean, like, black people in that scenario are very rare. Yeah, or or what it should mean is that, like, Fallout should be looking like the Warriors. Okay. And they tried, but they didn't go as deep as I would like to get them to go into it. Because it's really weird that, like, in a lot of these places, the vaults just opened. So you're telling me that over generations and generations, because the vaults were closed for like what? It's like it's the year like 2722 in Fallout. It's like some random crazy ass number. So you're telling me that like of all the times, like I mean, I guess in 1200 years of being locked with someone, you would probably be cool with them. But I heard like it was your vault that just uh, no I know this and every game is your vault just open not everyone else's everyone yeah, else's has already like been open yeah and I like Fallout's lore like the way that they do story- see that's another game that I would really like for them to incorporate that st- that kind of like just go find some shit storytelling is because their lore is crazy the way that they like Red Dead Redemption does this really well too where like you're just walking around and then all of a sudden you see like a bunch of skeletons you're like the fuck happened here. I, yeah, I really like how like, they subtly hear? tell stories in the middle of a game. So That's awesome. I, I think that a lot more games should do that. But it's obviously... I mean, obviously it's going to be a hard hard thing to do. Yeah. 
I was just thinking about how uh, Mad Max even did it for a little. They had Easter eggs mostly, and then I was. But then I was like, if that's canon, doesn't that mean that the last Just Cause game has to be set in uh, Australia? Oh, the Rick Rodriguez one. Yeah. yeah, because you see him and he's just a skeleton. Uh, hanging onto a car. Someone said that you can actually get his grappling hook if you go up there, but I'm not sure if that's possible. Yeah, I don't know if it's possible. It's because in the game, he can't really just climb up poles. That'd be dope, though, if you had a grappling hook in Mad Max. Yeah, definitely. That's a game changer. There's probably a mod for that, so... Oh, for sure. But or if they give you, like, the cow gun or whatever, like in Just Cause 3. Or the big head gun, also. <laughs> they what a just, dumb game. They just have a whole bunch of dumb... I think they have, um... They have a whole bunch of really interesting guns. Like just the, Cause is one of those games that I would not want to pay $60 for, though. I think there should be tiers of games. Especially, like, as described by publishers. Like, like if I'm... If I'm EA... Right. You're telling me that every single game is more important than the last one. Madden is the most important sports title until FIFA comes out. And that's the most important title until... Mass Effect comes out, and that's the most important title until Battlefront comes out. Nah, dude, just certain games just give me for like, hey, listen, man, made this game, thought you might like it. Like, um, Ubisoft did that actually pretty well. Far Cry New Dawn, New Dawn was like 30 bucks. I think that it also comes down to, remember, uh, Martin Scorsese said it about uh, movies, but I think it can be said about pretty much every work of entertainment and art and stuff. It like these these big movie these big blockbuster movies are usually he calls them he said they're not cinema they're like amusement park and I don't think that's a bad thing at all I think we well, need the I think it's good that we have these games that probably aren't gonna win multiple awards these movies that aren't just gonna be the hugest movies since Citizen Kane we don't need that well all there's the time. a couple games that I'd really like to go the subscription route uh, I don't I don't want any games to go subscription route. Just that just means you're paying probably more than the game costs. NBA 2K, not 2K20, not 2K21. I would just like to see. All right, listen. NBA 2K, five dollars a month, you know, and you and we'll update it for life. I don't, you know, they're. But the thing is, you, you the know, they're not going to do five dollars. It's five dollars a month. What's that number? No, you know, they're not. They're going to do like ten dollars. They're going to spike it. Somewhere. Oh yeah, but like, like that's the problem with. Uh, subscription base but like if you think about even $7 a month people will go for that and I don't want to pay I don't like paying for anything on a but there's certain basis. games that I, I would like to see go a free to play route Tekken uh, any fighting game really any fighting game I think would be good free to play um, but how why are they going to release their games free no free to play here's what I would like to see alright Actually, in a, in a perfect world, every 2K would come out on Game Pass. Okay. Because the reason why is because when you, have, when you sign that deal with the Game Pass, they give you a certain amount of money up front based on how many subscriptions they're expected to, to gain. So I wonder. All right, listen, you guys said that it's going to be $70 for NBA 2K21. What if Microsoft comes up to them and they're like, hey, listen, man. We'll give you $720 million or however much it is. We'll give you X amount of money if we can put this on Game Pass. Because we're expecting this many subscriptions. You still get your money. And with games like Tekken, they're updating that all the time. Like, I think that's the biggest thing now. Like With patches, I feel like there's no reason to ever have to release a sequel to a game unless there's a story thing. I mean, yeah, obviously, yeah, that's entirely true I think yeah I think the only reason certain games are even released is for either a story reason or if the gameplay is like actually different than the first one right but like even then they've completely changed the gameplay in tons of games because they just patched it differently yeah that's true so like why are you making sequels especially to sports games ever again I don't. Yeah, I never understood that. I don't understand why they're coming out with a new. I think they're treating it more as like this is what a game can look like. Because honestly, a lot of sports games they actually they are looking better every year. Right, but you can update graphics. Like we've seen that too. Like we've 
Now that might be an operating system thing, but if it's just a graphical update, you're telling me I'm paying sixty dollars for a graphical update and a roster update when you were doing this for free the entire year? Oh yeah, roster updates. If it's specifically just a roster update, I don't see why I'm paying for that. If it's a graphical update, I'll pay for that. That to me, that's more of what a video game is. It's not just the not roster. a full sixty. Yeah, definitely not. If they're just re- if they're just fixing the graphics, I don't. I'm not going to pay sixty. Well, and what works too is that you can even like like let's take two K for example. You could even say, all right, listen, we've got a new um, a new story mode for you. You can either import your old character into it, or you can create a new one. So you could have like a whole fleet of my players if you wanted to. Yeah, that's. I don't see why they already haven't been Im- allowing you to import your created characters into other games. I don't understand why that's so hard to do. Um, I think the biggest thing I, I like to see in the new 2K is actually a brother-sister um, my career where you have uh, a woman for the WNBA. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I think you and I think you could do really well with that. Plus, you'd always be playing basketball, so like you'd have more options to do when it comes to stuff like that. So I would like to see something like that where, like, you know, because they did a lot of interesting stuff with the story in this game. But you can even, like, do little things like um, your sister, you get, because the draft, the WNBA draft is, like, a couple months before the NBA draft, because the WNBA draft is still in the season. So, like, you could even say, like, hey, I want to, you know, you could publicly say, hey, I want to be drafted in the same city as my sister. Or you could say, hey, listen, I'm going to go where I fit, and everything would, you know, kind of be treated different. Maybe if you're if you say you know you want to be drafted with your sister whenever you go back to your house your sister's just chilling there, and you're, or maybe she's shooting or you always have that person who, you know you can raise their game and they can raise yours because like they did that in another two K, if you and your best friend were on the floor at the same time, they added ten percent to all your stats. That's cool. So it's like you have options to do things and I don't know it's just. I mean, uh, at some point it's EA right. They just NBA is two K, NBA two K is two K. Yeah, right. Uh, but I meant that all sports games kind of fall into that EA mindset where they know that they're mm. getting by with the passable amount of work. Yo, oh, well, I mean, I, I don't think it's enough time to make a game. Yeah, so in my opinion, why are you making a game every year then? It should. Because think about it. Think about it this way: Madden is coming out next next week or next month. The NFL season doesn't start till October. They're up to uh, September. They are updating that game until the Super Bowl. And yeah, so I'm Which saying. Which is in February. How long does it take to February, make a decent game? March, and that's April, how long it should May, be in between games. June, July, August. You're telling, you're saying that you have to make a, like make and release a game in seven months. I I'd be okay if they were like, hey, four years until the next uh, anything until the next sports game comes out because we're really trying to work hard. Well. Roster updates, yeah, but we're really we've seen that with Fortnite too. Like Fortnite, they'll do like, all right, new season of Fortnite. I'm surprised. I'm just really surprised that 2K hasn't done that. I'm not. I mean, these are big companies. I'm not. Surprised. They've considered adding a battle royale mode to NBA. So again, I'm not surprised. Like at some point, sport sports when they make sports games, they know that they're going to get the money no matter what. Well, I feel like that's why I like UFC and Fight Night were kind of refreshing, is because those didn't those didn't come out every year. It was like two, sometimes three years. Like the last UFC game came out four years ago. And that's why I am hoping that this one's good. Just they have four years to work on this game. It'll be fine. It definitely fine. I'm expecting above average. I think I hope it's gonna be better than the last one, more close closer to to uh, UFC three. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, undisputed three. Um, if they can just make it, the only the really the only thing I really wanted out of uh, UFC four. Is to give each fighter their own unique moveset. I I hate I absolutely hate that every fighter can do an off the cage knee. I think that what you need, what they should focus on more is that the um, they should take out animation based moves. They should leave in the ragdoll knockouts because those look those really are good. Fucking great, yeah. But they should take out the whole animation based uh, moves where it's just a game of is your animation is your uh, animation faster than the other guys. It, that's all it comes down to at some point. Yeah, but I mean, Undisputed Three kind of had that, but it was a little bit jankier, and I, I wonder if that's why because those. I, I wonder if it was. I wonder if if UFC Three would have wanted to make something like that because 
like you see it sometimes with certain animations. And I mean, 2K is animation based. Like the basketball game is animation based. But I feel like what UFC is really, really bad at is conflicting animations. So like, if you have a move, like that's why. But when it works, like when it looks really, when it looks good, it looks really good. Because I knocked somebody out with a question mark kick one time because he dodged out of the way of the body shot and he twisted his body. And when he did that, it was just shin to the side of the head. Yeah, it, I think... So, it, like, when it looks good, it looks really, really good. Problem is, it looks mediocre or bad way more often than it looks good. Yeah, yeah, that's... That's what I'm saying, just... I, I think kind of just get rid of it. You, there are definitely... You definitely need, to a certain extent, them to be in the game. Otherwise, like you can't... Because Fight Night didn't really have animations yeah. like that. Yeah, there's certain things that should, they did have. There's certain animations that they did work with. But I think having more of a blank slate than just pick your moves off this loadout basically because you can yeah. change it you can change the moves you have too during the game so it's basically just comes down to a loadout yeah so well, I went 32-0 and with a fighter that I had no business going 32-0 and with but like it wasn't that hard to crack the code of like give him good wrestling and give him heavy hands and you're good yeah and I showed you there's an easy way all EA's fighting games there's an easy way to do it body shots if you can uh, block their transition, which is honestly a lot easier said than done, but if you can do it, they'll run out all their energy by the first round, by the end of the first sure. round, then you just knock them out. That's so true. these games, they need to put, a, they need to reweight some of the aspects of an actual fight. Yeah, because I feel like, I mean, I've beaten you before just by spamming takedowns the whole fight. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't like that. Plus, what was really cool is that in the corner there, like. In the old UFC game, when you went to the corner, like they actually said stuff to you. Yeah, I remember that. And, they, and it actually would help you out. If you listen to them, yeah. it would help you out. So I think that that's... They need to... The corners need to have a little bit more work, too. Because I think those are very under under uh, underused. So... EA kind of uh, EA should... I mean, honestly, I don't. It might. I don't think it's that hard to do a, um, to, to do a decent fighting game. You, I mean, I saw you playing uh, UFC Undisputed Three, and that was actually the graphics were very were comparable to the newest UFC, and that came out. That game came out. Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. There's a significant amount of time in between those two games. Um, one of the things that I'm glad they fixed from UFC One to Two. Everybody's hands and feet were huge in UFC 1. I don't know how you would notice that. Because um, their hands were big. <laughs> yeah, I definitely didn't notice that. And UFC's never made a fighting... Or EA's never made a fighting game before. They don't have Tekken. They don't have Street Fighter. They don't have Samurai Showdown. They don't have Guilty Gear. They don't have anything like that. So I wonder if they're like, oh man, well we need something so they can key on how they know they're being hit. And rather than just being like, you can tell they're being hit when they get punched in the face. It's like, well, we have to have certain, like, you know, they have to have, you know, their hands a certain weight. And they have to have this and this and this. And they have to have, and they have to do all these different things. So I wonder if that's like the big, um, if, if that's something that, that they are going to have to fix in the future. Where you know now that they have now that they have experience with fighting games. I mean, you say say what you will about EA, but one thing I've noticed with every game is those their hitboxes are on point. They have they're yeah, they're they really good. Their like even good. if you, if you play because uh, if, if, I was playing NHL and you could see like if a puck hit the guy in the face, sometimes it would weave in, in between. Well, here's legs. the thing. Besides Madden. Any game that has a worldwide fan base, they do really well in. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like Madden's the only one that they phone it in. But NHL's really good. I mean, I got some issues with how it feels, but that's more of an engine thing. And then, um, what's that game called? FIFA's great every year. Now, I get when people are like, well, FIFA Ultimate Team. Yeah, I don't play Ultimate Team, so I don't really give a shit. I don't. Even, they did that with the UFC. Ultimate Team I, is I stupid. It. It's, I don't understand it. It doesn't, I don't, I don't see... How they thought it was a good idea, really? Well, it's but, it was basically a way for them to just kind of cheap way to make money. They copied 2K. 
And that's kind of the thing to me is that like Ultimate Team, my team, all these different things, they never felt like a real part of the games to me. They always felt like, yeah, we could we could stand to make some extra money here. What if we made charge them for this? Yeah, and that's what I'm. That's I guess what the. There's no ultimate team in the new one though. If you ever have a game that has, if you ever have a game company that comes out with a game, the same way sports games do, like every year maybe, um, or it just has a sports game, those game companies usually kind of phone it in on a lot of their products. Well, Ubisoft was phoning in for a while with Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would definitely agree with that one too. Yeah. For a while. Whoa. For a while, they just weren't trying because I don't think they had to, or I don't think they thought they had to. I mean, even then, they're still not really trying. I mean, you saw Valhalla. Oh, it looks good. It looks, it looks fair. It looks fine. It looks yeah, it looks I'm fine. Not, I'll, I probably won't get it because I never liked any Assassin's Creed game besides Black Flag and the, the Syndicate, one. and even with both of those, I don't think I ever finished them. Well, here's the they thing: they just had a fun environment. And this is why I think that Cyberpunk is going to blow everyone else out of the water this year. Nothing else is coming out. This has this is a critical darling. The critics love this game and they've only played four hours of it. If it's half as good as everyone says, it's going to get an 85 on Metacritic. I mean, you've seen critics be wrong about a game? You've seen Not just, after playing you know, it. You've seen critics have things that... Uh, critics like things that audience don't. You've, just in general, you've seen that. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's gonna have a ton of sales, and the critics are gonna love it, and that's two of the three parts of it right there. I and I will say my No Man's Sky comparison maybe was not. It technically it was true. However, there were you're right. There is a totally different scale, really. Right. They, you're you're right, but I mean, there there's still one place that's still. It still rings true that they both received about the same amount of hype. No, I think there's um, going to be more hype than the Man's Sky. This one, really? Yeah. Well, to me, they're, that's because they're but. doing more. They have way more visibility. They've been way more transparent about it. They've been way more transparent about it. They've explained. They've given you two full-page letters on why they've can't. They've uh, postponed the game. Now, was a lot of it corporate mumble jumble? Yeah. Yeah, and that's. But. I get that you might not want to reveal everything wrong with your game right now. You know how I knew that that gamers are on their side? When they released the Series X trailer, we did all that for the Series X trailer, and people still blame Microsoft. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I was incredible. That's when I was like, oh, no, this game is selling 100 million copies. Like, I was actually, like, I, I'm very glad that people blame Microsoft for that, because that was not Cyberpunk. Well, and here's the thing, too. I was not CD Projekt Red, then. Here's the thing, too, that's exciting. It's getting a ton of hype, but only in gaming circles. None of my friends know about this unless they really play games. Hmm. That's interesting. This is going to be a hardcore fan game. This is Blade Runner 2049. That's... Okay. That's interesting. That's actually a good point. I can easily see this game being like... I, not a Star Wars. It's not going to be like Star Wars. It's I, Blade Runner. I can see this game being a Blade Runner. A game uh, that like hardcore fans love... And casual fans enjoy. What did uh, what has everyone said about Blade Runner? They said it, no. They said it's incredibly boring, but amazing. And it is boring. I mean, it can be boring, but slow, but still remarkably like intriguing. Pretty much a whole bunch of cl- conflicting words. Yeah. And yeah, that's definitely everything that Blade Runner is. And because here's the thing. Did you? Yeah, yeah. We saw Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah. Blade Runner twenty forty nine failed. It did crap at the box office. But it's a decent movie. I love that movie. It's, yeah. it's great. It's a really good movie. But, like, it failed. And, like, that's the worst I see Cyberpunk being is people having issues with the view. People having issues with the shooting. And it's like, yeah, but, like, if you give it a chance, you'll really enjoy it. It's one of those games where you're like, you might I not think like people it are now, gonna, but come back. I think people are going to go into it expecting... This is why Sleeping Dogs didn't work. People went into it expecting Grand Theft Auto, and when they didn't get it, they didn't like it. That's true. That's why Space Force didn't work. Well, that's not a good show. Uh, I disagree. Avenue 9 is better than Space Force. I agree. <laughs> I actually do agree with that one. 
But like way better. Yeah, but uh, space. Way better is a stretch, but Space Force. People expected The Office. They got um, what's that one movie? That's Strange Love, basically. They got a. But like, Steve Carell wasn't funny in this. He wasn't. Like, Hugh Laurie is fantastic in like, Avenue Nine. That's the thing. Avenue it Later, wasn't it's supposed called. to be. It wasn't supposed to be Michael Scott in different in space. No, but like, it, it was supposed to be a comedy though. It was supposed to be like and a it dramatic funny. comedy. Like John Malkovich is great in it. It was supposed to be like a deadpan, deadpan political. He wasn't comedy. even deadpan. It wasn't even that. It, like if you were doing that, you should have made Best in Show, but space. Yeah, that's that's exactly what they did. No, there was there was parts where it's like, like when the the dude Eddie shows up. Like that whole part was like to me. I was like, oh, okay, this is some silly office type stuff. This is and I'm to totally. Me, I, Considering that was only one scene in the first episode, to me, I'm totally okay with to that. To me, Space Force is like what someone who's only watched like four episodes of The Office would write if he didn't want it to be like The Office. I mean, it was written by the people who wrote The Office, so it basically like that's kind of what did happened. they do? Have they done anything else but the but this in The Office? Um, the Person specific Mark, right? no, no, not I don't think he was. No, involved. that was a producer. I don't. No, no, he he was the writer. He he was the writer. The writer who did Good Place, The Office, Brooklyn Nine Nine, uh, Parks oh. and Rec. He wrote those. He didn't. I don't think he. Was oh, I'm walking on. back my uh, Good Place hate. I realize that it's not a comedy in the funny haha sense. It's a comedy in like the Greek sense of like it's either a tragedy or a comedy. And so I'm walking that back because now I'm not what I'm not walking back. They marketed that shit wrong. Okay, I'll give that to you. They marketed that as like, from the guys who brought you to the office comes this story about heaven and hell. And you're like, that could be hilarious. And then when you actually watch it, you're like... Funny parts, but you know, I'm not... Yeah, it's not the same. It's like, it's just... It's a, it's, a, it's a project where you're more interested in the actual story than you are the real... Um, the jokes, basically. Right, yeah. It's You're not... And that's the thing. You... I've noticed with you, you like to watch, you like to compare a lot of TV shows, especially if they they're comedies, to stand-up comedy. They're not just gonna tell jokes one right after another in these TV the shows. Simpsons they got does. a story. Even then, Bad Simpsons. The Simpsons does. has no. Simpsons. The authors literally were, or the writers were instructed to write a joke a page, no. or a joke a scene. So, if you watch the old Simpsons, Same if you try they them. had more. Of, no, even then, if you watch the old uh, the old Simpsons. They had a goal. They had a story they pushed first. It was not just about uh, joke after joke after joke. And actually, my favorite show, my favorite uh, comedy, is Archer. So that's kind of the standard that I hold people to. Is that like? And even then, Archer, Archer's just Archer has a lot of jokes. And, and you're right. They it does pushing, have a, they, do, what, they don't push the story nearly as much imagine, as they push the jokes. Imagine if. Space Force was written like Archer, where everything has like a little tweak on like something being kind of funny. Like Archer's little, like the, of course, phrasing and all that, that's whatever. What I mean though, excuse me, what I mean though is my favorite joke is when he says something about like an author or like read a coffee table book, like that. Like, yeah, it Archer does strive to be. That, that, that's, uh, Archer strives to be a very, just, I guess, a very, a, 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 they strive to be smart and funny. And yeah. they did it, they did it, they did it, but it's very... I feel like Avenue 8 does it way better. Nine. Avenue 5. 5? Whatever. Yeah, whatever inside number. 9. That's whatever one. Farm Animals of War, Lana. <laughs> no, so, Inside yeah. 9 is that creepy-ass British show that you and Mom Oh, watch. yeah, it's, it's actually pretty good. Except the season finales get, like, but legitimately like, I, I scary. just... I think that's my biggest issue with well one of my biggest issues with Space Force is that you had some really good actors and actresses in there actually like you had a lot of talent and you just like like Steve Carell came he didn't come off as deadpan he came off he didn't come off as deadpan and dry like dry humors he came off as like bad chicken dry so you you yeah you're right you're you're right that they that um I think that Steve Carell was supposed to play the straight man, basically. I think that it was supposed to be about other people saying jokes which, and him not which, getting it. Which, okay, fine. Let, let's, let's run with that. Yeah. That's actually really interesting. But,
But I don't think Steve Carell can do that. I don't think he, I don't think know people who can I accept know can Steve do Carell that? doing it. Know who I know can do that? Ben Stiller. I don't know. Imagine she, a Secret Life of Walter Mitty. If okay, Secret Life of Walter Mitty, but you cannot do that with Steve Carell. Steve Carell is now kind of is is now kind of Jim Carrey. For people now um, but Jim Carrey reinvents himself all the time. Yeah, and that that's what Steve Steve Carell's trying to do. He's trying, but he's failing really, really hard. Whereas I like, think it's about the people, not about him. I think it's no, about people I think don't it's the roles because I think, I think it's the roles because you know who's done a really, really good job reinventing themselves? Will Ferrell. What was Steve Carell's last TV show? Office. Yeah, and he hasn't done he hasn't done another TV show that I remember. He hasn't done any movies or anything since. Exactly. So that's what what I'm saying is that he he the, he's going into a different phase. This is his. Yeah, but maybe he took too much time in between. Yeah. So what people last remember End of the is not office what they see was 2017. now. So yeah, like I, like I'm saying, like what people see now is not the same Steve Crow you have seen, and I think for that reason, people didn't like the show. Also, I've learned that TV shows that take place in a military environment get a lot of love from the military community, but not a lot from other fans. Because it's different humor and people don't understand it. What? Because you remember that one show? Well, I think it was here, called like, Enlisted or something like that, and it was like, actually like no, pretty actually funny. Kind of funny. Yeah. But again, military rats. So. Yeah. But I think one of the issues that I think another thing with Space Force, and see, this is why Avenue Nine works so well. Everyone in Avenue or whatever show, whatever Five. farm animal of war, but that show, everybody was very competent. And it didn't awesome. All right. Everyone was very, very competent, and didn't, and it didn't like. I don't know who the main character in the show is. Uh Avenue. Who the, the main character? What I always say is that the main character of the show. Stop. <laughs> main stop. character of the show is always the most. It's usually the most boring guy. Well. So if you sorry had the, about our guest stars. Uh, yes. They don't like movement, I guess. <laughs> but I guess Hugh Laurie would be your main character. But nobody on that show seemed like they could go to waste. Whereas to me, and this is just me passively watching yeah. it, well, yeah, it, there's a sense. lot of throwaway characters in, in in Space Force. His daughter, his wife. You're right. You're right. You're right about that. The Russian guy who just disappears. Right. Like there's a that. lot of throwaway just, characters. Like, leaves. Yeah. So you, you are right. There's a lot of throwaway characters. I think that they need to minimize. They need to minimize it. Or it should have been. It should have been Steve Carell, John Malkovich, the helicopter pilot, and the daughter. That's it. I wouldn't even say the daughter because she's born of the shit. Well, I mean, she's her mom's in prison, and she's like. There's a lot of things they don't explain that I think they want to explain. But what are we writing about? Are we writing about his home life, or are we writing about his career? That's true. You, they need to nail that one down because right now it's both, and which means it's, it's a neither. little bit too much. Yeah. So it should have been your focus should have been John Malkovich, Steve Carell, the helicopter pilot, and Jin Yang, and the daughter. No, that's not his name. But and I his name. it's Jimmy O Yang. Jimmy, yeah, okay, yeah. But Jin Yang, his the Steve Carell's daughter, and hey, get down, stop, and uh, what's his name? Um... The Russian dude should have all been supporting characters. So the a lot of them were supporting characters, uh, like except with like you know what, there, plots. You know what? Yeah, there was too many supporting characters. I think I think it's the opposite of what you're saying. I think the problem. No, the, I think they had too many supporting characters, and what they need to do is maybe add a legitimate main. Let's character. go back to Archer again. Let's go back to Archer again. Archer's main character. Archer has an episode with, or may, sometimes multiple episodes. Which, with each person... And that's what I'm saying. ...on their own. That's what I'm saying. That's what they need to do. And they didn't do that at all with the supporting characters. So, some characters, I think, need to stay supporting, like, uh... But, like, mainly the Russian guy. Like, Ray... I can't remember his name. Like, Ray and Archer had a storyline together with Cheryl. It was great. It was when they went to West Virginia. They had a story together, and it was great. It was really, really good. And you know... But you know that all the... The main character of Archer is Archer. Right. But showing off the dynamics of... I'm not saying... I don't really like when the show has has the focus on somebody else. But, like, what would be interesting... Like, okay, here's a quick episode premise just off the top of my head. Steve Carell and the Russian guy get locked in, in a test bunker and have to figure out how to try to get out. Uh, that reminds me of an episode they did do where he had to... Where he had to work for a week in a... Um, 
Mock Moon. And no, Mark. imagine if the Russian guy was in it, because I don't know who the fuck those three people were. They were incredibly useful, though. Right, but imagine if the Russian guy was a part of that, too, and he's kind of showing them, like, no, you need to do this, like... Or whatever that they're going to do, like you. Have I think all it these would be characters. great to show that both the Russian guy is a super high-ranking official, but they both clash because he doesn't trust the Russian guy, and it it could be very interesting to show them. It's like an Avatar and Zuko thing, but where, like they hate each other, but like it could be some. You have to show why I should give a shit. Like him, oh, and his yeah, da- yeah. like him and his daughter yeah. know been a great episode. Hey, uh, and this is something that happens in the military all the time. Hey, four-day weekend for Fourth of July. This is what I tell people all the time because I have I've been doing a couple of script reviewings and I have told people a lot of, when they show me a pilot a lot of the time they bank on the fact of the they set up the mystery for the next episode and you I know that when I read them though I the mystery does not draw me in enough right it has to be kind of a self-contained adventure with a mystery element of what happens next and would you like to do it again it's not so much as a this show like. You gotta make well, they're, right now. What Space Force did was they banked on the fact that I want to know what happened. To, what why his wife's in prison? I want to know what I happens disagree. to the people on the moon. I disagree. And that's what no, that's what I they're think, banking on. I think what they're banking on is holy shit, Michael Scott and Phoebe are in the show, and it's on Netflix. That means it has to be good because Netflix hasn't missed in a long time. But no, I'm talking about the writers, not the Netflix. Oh, okay. So the writers of the I show... I think the writers are, are kind of banking on that, too. Yeah. Why is Phoebe in prison? And that... Because what was her real name on the show? Do you have any idea? No. And that's also a really bad thing. When you're... Uh, I, talk, I told this to a couple other people. When, like, the way you describe the characters memorable is read a line out of context and see if you can place who it is. Yeah. And I did that with Silicon Valley. And that know actually who they got actually right nailed, the now that I think about it? Jane Lynch and uh, Patrick Warburton. They nailed their cameos. I feel like I missed those episodes. The, it was like the first four. Patrick Warburton is the um, is the uh, Marine. And Jane Lynch, I think she's Navy. Right. Yeah, okay. I remember they that. nailed those. Yeah, they nailed that whole interaction, too. That was funny. Yeah, they absolutely nailed it. I was like, oh, shit. I will say certain military jokes might not reach. But it's very... I think they'll understand how... I think people will understand that the joke about the Coast Guard being kind of like... No one cares about the Coast Guard. That's funny. Because yeah, no funny. one does. Oh, it's uh, but that's kind of where I'm at with with my my main problem. The reason I don't think it would get a second season, I don't think they I have any. Season. I don't think they said it at all. But I don't think it will get a second season for two reasons. Military shows never work out. Um, what's the other one? Um, shoot, military shows never work out. They uh, they're banking on a weird mystery element, and not so much as like because right off the bat, I don't think I'd watch. If this if the next season was exactly like the first, I I don't think I'd watch it. So they're banking on those two things, and I don't think it works. No, me neither. Me neither. So let's see. Do we have any tech news? I feel like we should, but I don't have any ready. Yeah, I'm not really too sure what's going on as far as like the world of technology goes. I've not been paying attention. Um, no, like I mean, Microsoft or um, iOS just really not iOS Mac. Just released an update like for their computers. I just got mine updated like two days ago. But I don't know about any like tech news news right now. We're kinda still we're in a holding pattern on like the Xbox and some other stuff, so Yeah. Well just kinda waiting. Yeah. You have anything to plug? Oh, talk about your uh, scripts, your script analysis. Explain what that is. I've been reading scripts for people and turns out for a good practice for me because I understand what people mean when they say something's wrong with the script. Now it makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay. Um and it helped, and uh, I'm also been explaining to them why they're. I can and now I'm so now I'm trying to explain to them why I, certain elements of why their script doesn't work in its current state. There's been a couple. I was like, this one's like right off. The, this one's pretty good. And me not being a complete expert in this because I've been doing it for free because I'm not an expert. Um, I would say it's good from here. I don't know what would make it better necessarily, yeah. but yeah. So there's been a couple of those, but yeah, it's it's. it's great way to pass the time it's fun all right that sounds good um where can they reach you i don't know i don't have any sort of social media you no, know where that. can they reach you over reddit i guess that's the main place i've been doing it you don't have them over email no we gotta get you started on that, man. i'll get you started on that tomorrow. i need yeah i don't have anything like that no we're gonna work on that tomorrow i'm serious i mean i guess it, there is a way i i do have an email that 
Two people I sent them to. What am I? I don't want them filled with spam. But I'll say it anyway. Uh, B-S-A-C-A-P-9-9 at Hotmail.com. So B-S-A-C-A-P-9-9 at Hotmail.com. That's how you can reach him. You better um, not fill that with spam. They're not gonna, now, that, now that you say it, they will. But <laughs> Yeah, probably. Um, as, as for me, still working on some articles. I actually got two coming out, hopefully this weekend. One's going to be about wrestling. And um, I had the other one this morning. I don't remember it. I, I should have written it this morning. But that's going to be it for Blurred Lines. Got anything else? No. All right, y'all. Be easy. Have a great weekend. This will go up on Monday. Be good.